We are talking black shirts for the next 22 minutes. You are Locked On Huskers, your daily podcast on the Nebraska Cornhuskers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, gang, thanks for joining us. I'm DP. 937 to take it. Lincoln America, thank you for making Locked On Sports and Locked On Huskers your first watch. Listen each and every single today, uh, day. I greatly appreciate you spending time with us. Uh, take some time, like, subscribe, share. It's right down there. Do that. Feel free to leave your comments in the second section below. We'll get to it. Uh, and uh, I'll, I'll thank you in advance. Uh, for all that you're going to do. Uh, this episode brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, official sportsbook that locked on. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on. It's right there. 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 <laughs> Make sure we get it right. Um, first of all, apologies to Pie Roast. Last episode, I was all about pork chops. Yeah, you know what I had for dinner the night before. Uh, I was all about pork chops. Pie Roast. Pot Rose, favorite coaching name. My apologies in, 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 in that. We all have our moments. Um, I wanted to talk today about the defense. And, of course, as I said yesterday, black shirts is the thing. Uh, it's the, it, it is the great identifier. Uh, there are two main or three great identifiers for, for Nebraska football. One is the end, right? The end. And whatever, you know, italicized version of it, the end. Right, uh, and then the color to go with the champ, go big red, like it exists, it's a thing. The third, and maybe the greatest, and the one that it, it, it evokes the most passion the black shirts. And to say that you could gauge next season's success for Nebraska football purely directly on the success of the black shirts would not be a reach in any way, shape, or form. This team and this program will be as good as the black shirt defense allows for it to be. And in the Big Ten Conference, there are several things that are required of it. Physicality is a must. Depth is a must. Development is a must. We have questions. So in order for us to reach some agreement about the what we expect from this from this group, we have to talk about the members of the group that are in play currently. And there's two sections of this thing that I want to deal with over the course of this show. First segment, I'll talk about the returning players, the returning scholarship players, right? And, and I want to preface that by returning and scholarship. Right, we'll get to the transfers. We'll get to that side of it in the second segment. But in this sec se section, I wanted to get specific that in a three-three-five situation, that defensive coordinator Tony White wants to bring into this space, there are a couple of things that are required. And nose tackle play in the three-three-five, it is the flag in the ground defensively. It's the flag in the ground. Think of the triangle, right, that at the point of that defense to control the middle of the field, 
as a defensive coordinator, what I want to defend first is the middle of the field. I want to make the, the, the straightest and most direct line toughest to attack. I need to be strongest at the middle. I always tell people that are just learning to watch football. If you want to watch football, don't get caught up in the minutia of the extremes. Watch who's winning at the line of scrimmage and the middle of the field first, and it'll tell you what they're being allowed to do in other places. Ed setters are spectacular, right? It's necessary because I would rather defend 20 yards of the field rather than, than from sideline to sideline. So the edge setters allow me to do that. And in order to dominate that 20 from tackle to tackle, I've got to decide which side of the ball they're attacking, shut down the other side, and then allow folks to rally to the half of the field that we're going to try to defend. Right? And the nose, whoever's on nose or in whatever gap he's in, if he's in A or B gap control, whatever that space is, and sometimes I can be fluid depending on the two guys that I have behind me, and we'll get to those guys as well. But you need a linchpin. You need something that is a boundary and a found a foundational strength in the middle of your defense up front. The players that are in play, Stefan Wynn Jr. returns, Ty Robinson returns, Rukon Buckley returns, Nash Hutmacher returns. Of the four in that space, I would imagine that there is some rotation of the four in how they use them because asking one person to take that beating, right, often in a double team, often in chip mode with a center and then maybe a back or a tight end coming downhill, right? Maybe it's for teams that use the fullback and why the fullback is so productive is that it gives you another hammer to chip, to chip, to chip away at the foundation defensively in the middle of the field. Those players involved them, Ty Robinson is the one that folks will tie themselves to quickly. You can double and triple up on size, on massive size up front. Run situations, expect three defensive linemen at the core of what you do. Three bigs in the three, which allows you to put some athletes on the on the wing that you can walk up either strong side or weak side and an additional pass rusher, not allowing offenses to know who's attacking you, where they're coming from, when they're coming. Also, we can help these three up front by the two linebackers in the middle behind our anchor. Why? Because at any space with an overload, with a slant of the, of the nose tackle, you can create a mismatch or you can give yourself a numbers advantage. Right? The question becomes in this space, do you have linebackers behind them that are sturdy and steadfast enough to – Take on offensive linemen, usually guards or a center and a, and, a, and, a, and a guard, and hold up over the course of a, a full season. That's been a question for this Nebraska defense over the past few years, even when you were running what you were running. It requires a lot of wear and tear. It's a beatdown. But can you handle that? On the wings, on the wings of this, there are edge guys who are returning who have some experience, who have some uh, 
credibility. They have some resume. Uh, but there are also folks that are in question. Look, Blaze Gunnerson is a name that Husker fans know. But does that give you what you need? Is that enough? Now, if you had to line up tomorrow with Blaze Gunnerson as your edge, you know that he's in place and you know that he will have some understanding of what's required of him. Can he drop in coverage? Yes. He's added body mass. Uh, he can take on offensive linemen. But I'm just not sure that if you want to put him up against a 300-pound lineman on a regular and consistent basis, right? You've got you've got people there. Jamari Butler is the name and the talent. And if you're going to use him in pass rush situation, it's it's a wonderful thing. You can move him from side to side. You can stunt with your bigs in the middle. They can occupy two blockers. Send Jamari Butler inside. Uh, and they, he, he's got an opportunity on a reach block where he's got to beat the quarterback, releasing the ball and getting it out of his hands. There are people in play. It's not a bad start, but all of this relies on two in the middle. It just does. Like I, I, I Luke Reimer and 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 Nick Henrich. These are established Big Ten linebackers for whatever you're going to ask them to do. Now, I, I think we like them in, in, in run fit. We, we're not sure whether they're going to take the pounding of, of 285, 295-pound guards leaning on them over the course of a game. We don't know. But we like our chances. They'll be intelligent. They'll be experienced. They're, those are captains. Garrett Snodgrass is in play. Uh, you can move him around. The Bears in play. You can move him around. But this season will be measured by by Henrich and Ryman. Like, <laughs> we know how this thing plays out. There's so many things in play here. Returning guys that are in play. And then we'll get – I'm going to save the secondary for the last segment because it's the most we can talk about because it's the most known. All of this offseason is a question of what we know versus what we don't know. These returning players, known quantities, known entities, even in an unknown system, yet. But we'll get better on that uh, as we go. And I will we'll, we'll jump back uh, out of the, the known into the unknown. We'll break, talk about some of the new talent that's coming in uh, as well. Um, Again, want to thank you, folks. Uh, FanDuel Sportsbook, this is good, right? It's our new betting partner. It's the official uh, betting partner. Um, you can look. Used, go to FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. You get a no-sweat first bet on Super Bowl 57. That's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn, and you can put in a Super Bowl 50 bet. Also, peek, poke around. They got some nice things, added value uh, as you go to that. We'll come back. We'll talk about the new faces, some of the new faces. They're scholarship faces that apply to the black shirts and the Nebraska Demons.
Welcome back to Lockdown Huskers on DP. Uh, thanks for making Lockdown Huskers your first listen today. Greatly appreciate it. Again, subscribe, like, follow, share. Do that for us, please. Comments in the bottom. Let us know what you think. I apologize once again about getting uh, pot roast and pork chop confused yesterday. I was having a day. I had really good pork chop. My bad. Uh, for your second listen of the day, <laughs> check out our brand new podcast, uh, Lockdown College Basketball. Uh, Isaac Shade and Andy Patton uh, bring you everything you need to know on and off the court, plus uh, big-name experts, coaches, players throughout the basketball landscape. Locked on College Basketball, available on YouTube or wherever you get your podcast. Black shirts, throw them up. I want to say this. For scholarship players, it's a different statement for returning coaches and who's on their scholarship list. It tells you tells you the importance of the position. It tells you uh, where these players stand, folks that you're spending direct money on, and it's accountable, and you can track uh, scholarship value versus production. Right? Walk on, walk on value and production is a wide open scape. And so whatever you get from the walk-on program is added value. That's house money. But the scholarship situation is where money is allotted and expectation follows. With the scholarship, expectation and production are required to match. Now, again, I said we're going to save the, the defensive backfield for the last segment. And it's a short segment. It won't take long to just applaud what's in that room. There are questions about, again, in the 335. We're talking about the three and the three. Mainly that's what we're talking about today, right? Those offensive, those defensive linemen. And look, Elijah Judy coming in with the resume that he comes in with. Now, we haven't put him under our microscope in a way that Nebraska fans and Nebraska media do, right? We, we understand that he comes from Georgia. We understood his high school tape. And his high school tape was one of violence and agility. Right, violence, explosive, and agility, which was quick, quicker than you would imagine somebody being in that space. Now he's been in the big trenches. He's been in the big games. He knows what championship football looks like on a high level. He got additional reps because for the last year he spent extra. He spent that whole extra month of getting prepared because they were still playing in meaningful games. So he's more experienced than somebody who at, was at Nebraska the very same period of time. He played in playoff games. He played in championship games. So he has an understanding. Also, he had to measure up to those levels because the games that you play against the top four teams in the country versus the top two teams in the country, after having played against the number two team in the best conference in the country, all while competing for playing time on the most talented roster in all of America. Now, point of perspective, how many other defensive linemen on the Nebraska scholarship list could have made playing time on Georgia's championship team? Ponder that. <laughs> how many defensive linemen on this roster could have made the, the, the playing roster for Georgia and played, actually played. 
That's what the expectation level is and the resume for Eliza Judy. That's what's in play. Right? There are other folks coming in, but Judy is going to be the measuring stick for the room. Because I'm going to say this, and some folks will be uncomfortable by it. This defensive line group will only be as good as Elijah Judy. And you should be pretty frightened by that. Because that's a lot of question mark. But if Ty Robinson and Nash Hutmacher are playing at the level of, of Elijah Judy, and Judy is playing at a level that's SEC and Georgia National Championship or SEC Championship worthy, Nebraska's defense is in good hands and will be at a good level. That's just my opinion on the space. Now, when you go to linebackers, again, this is an experienced room. Henrich and Reimer, look, they, they know they know the campus, they know the community, uh, they know the tradition, they know the value. There are linebackers coming. There are linebackers coming. Chef Borders and MJ Sherman are names that Husker fans are going, again, as much as we put, I want to put focus on Judy, that Sherman Sherman might be penciled in mentally as the edge on 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 one side. Whether it's standing or whether it's 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 hand in the dirt, the expectation is that Sherman has to contribute right away and contribute at a on a large level at a high volume. Like that's look, Chef Borders, Chief Borders being brought in, Chief was 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 highly touted from a talent standpoint. Then the question is, in a 3-3-5, what are you going to ask him to do? Who's going to be next to him? Are you asking him to be an every-down player? Are you going to ask him to be uh, a, a pass-pressure guy? Are you going to ask him to be run-fit guy? Or is the expectation that Borders and Sherman have to do both in that space? Now, if they're playing at the level of, of, of where they've been, it starts to look pretty good with Henrich and Reimer. It looks good because you can walk them back into a four. You can play them into a five front. You can play them into a three, five and not really lose much. Why? Because you have people behind them who have experience uh, and have talent. But those are the two names, Sherman and what he does, all 6'3", uh, 250 pounds of it. I believe he's a legitimate 4'6", 40 guy, high 4'6 guy. So if he's going to chase and track down uh, Big Ten running backs, that 40 time matters. If he's going to chase and track down Big Ten quarterbacks, that 40 time matters. It absolutely matters. And then at the nickel position, listen, Javen Wright is there. Uh, Gage Stanger is there. Um, Isaac Gifford is there. There's a competition for those for, for that time on the field, and those are the those are the five in 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 that three three five, that fifth defender back there. That is the run fit guy that you can send off a blitz that goes from hash mark to hash mark uh, or hash mark to sideline as well as anybody on the field. If the season started tomorrow and you walked out there with Buddha Wright or Isaac Gifford as your as your nickel, you have to feel pretty comfortable about the talent. 
can they hold up, get through injuries, and then learn a new system with new verbiage. The nickel position is the most versatile tool of the bunch, and they probably have to know the most the most of the schemes. They'll have to do the most. They're the ones that change the way the picture looks. I think we're okay. I think you should be okay, but they're going to have to adjust. We'll go to break. We'll come back. Final segment of uh, Lockdown Huskers. We'll talk about the secondary because there are some names in play. And then it becomes, will they transition under the new staff, under the new requirements? We'll talk about that when we come back to Lockdown Huskers. Welcome back. Final segment of Locked On Huskers, and we appreciate you hanging out with us again. Subscribe, like, follow, share. Please do that. I want to thank the folks uh, from FanDuel Sportsbook. And again, jump on there because Super Bowl 57, Philly, a one and a half point favorite. Uh, the over under is 50.5, 50 and a half. You can give your thoughts below in the comments. Go ahead and do that for us. Uh, when you talk about defense, let me let me just give you a few, right? These are names that we know, right? Like we know Braxton Clark. We know Quentin Newsom. We know Miles Farmer. We know Noah Pola Gates. We know Marcus Buford. We know uh, Deshaun Singleton, right? We know them. We know Malcolm Hartson. We know who they are. And then what we're going to ask in in against passing teams, you go with Nichols. Five of these backs will be on the field at the same time. Pretty spectacular. Pretty spectacular. You've got some young talent on the other side. You got some freshmen coming in. Omar Brown is a flex, and 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 Omar Brown could change himself and change his location on the depth chart pretty quickly. Jamon Lineham, another one coming in under scholarship with the ability to impact how the room plays out. Javier Morton, another one that, with from a talent standpoint, checks all the boxes. What will he do in the improvement season? And it it's a thing that happens where folks get comfortable just being a part of the pack rather than folks who are trying to change the pack and better the pack. But this is an experienced group. It's deep. It understands. And here's the thing that, that, that I want is often missed. This is a pretty good tackling group. Whether it's cornerback or safety, this is a pretty good tackling group. Like they're running short routes against them and hoping to break a tackle hasn't really uh, beat up this group. In the Big Ten Conference, this group has a chance to be in the top third of secondaries in the Big Ten Conference. It requires work. It will require competition. They'll compete if none of the spots are given and everything is earned. If nothing is given and everything is earned, this secondary will elevate itself just through competition alone. Trying to find spots on the field under a new coaching leader, under a new system, under a new scheme with new energy. Couldn't tell you who the starters are going to be because, again, <laughs> This is the time of season where positions and depth charts change. That is my hope. That this group sets the tempo and sets the standard for this black shirt defense. Tony White has some talent back in the secondary. 
I mean, you're talking, I believe it's 20 scholarships currently stand in the secondary. That's a lot of scholarships. That's a lot of folks who who got money to come here and play, sec- play secondary for Nebraska. Those numbers will probably change. I can't imagine that you're going to go into it, but a lot of that ends up on special teams as well. But in a 3-3-5, sometimes, uh, you know, five, six, or seven defensive backs on the field, you better have some depth at it. Nebraska has depth. The question is, do they get better in the offseason? If the offseason becomes the improvement season, it's a good year for Nebraska defense. <laughs> Write that down. I want to thank y'all for joining us. Uh, Locked on Huskers, you're making it your first listen of the day. Uh, for your second listen, of course, please go over and check out Locked on College Basketball. Uh, Isaac Shade and Andy Patton bring you everything you need to know on and off the court. Plus, big name ex- experts, coaches, players throughout the basketball landscape. Locked on College Basketball, available on YouTube and or wherever you consume your podcast business. Well, thank you with what we do. We'll join you again tomorrow. We'll close with the three words we love so much. Go Big Red!